Welcome to Inside Medical Malpractice. My name is Chris Rokosh. I'm a registered nurse, legal consultant and educator, and the president of Connect Medical Legal Experts. Each month, we'll be looking at malpractice issues from different perspectives, featuring honest, candid, insightful interviews by people and professionals with a wealth of information to share. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's dive into this fascinating subject. So welcome back to Inside Medical Malpractice with lawyer Gary Well. If you haven't heard it already, please take time to listen to the longer podcast where Gary talks about the COVID-19 class action against long-term care centers in Ontario. It's a fascinating and insightful conversation, which you won't, you won't want to miss. Gary's joining us today from, um, his, from Toronto. He's a managing partner at Will Davidson Law Firm in Toronto, Ontario, and um, he's just offered a wealth of information to all of us. He's a very experienced lawyer, and that's obvious when you're talking to him and listening to him. Um, but what I wanted to learn today more is more about Gary Will, the guy, and just to understand a little bit more about what makes him tick. He's taken on what he's calling one of the toughest fights or challenges of his entire life and one of the most important cases. And I'd like to hear more about the kind of guy that does that. So welcome, Gary. It's just great to have you back. Well, it's nice to be back. Thank you. So question one, <clears throat> talk to us a little bit about what took you into the profession of law and what is the role of a managing partner in a law firm? I don't even know that. So tell us all. All right. Well, um, I'll, I'll start with the question of what brought me to the law. Um, as far back as I can remember, I, I, I always seem to uh, have wanted to go into law. And although I don't really know the initial reason for the interest in law, um, because I certainly didn't have a family member that was uh, a lawyer, and I didn't actually even know uh, a lawyer personally. Um, but uh, I, I somehow knew in, in my mind that uh, I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, back when I was uh, uh, growing up, I, I used to watch uh, Perry Mason. So I'm probably dating myself a, a little bit by talking about Perry Mason, because probably most of the people that are going to watch this podcast might not even know who Perry Mason is, but he was a, a famous a criminal lawyer who always, uh, uh, during the course of cross-examination, got the witness he was cross-examining to confess to the crime that his client was charged with. So not, not a very realistic portrayal of the law, but it initially got me hooked. Um, and I remember later in high school, I remember studying To Kill a Mockingbird, the uh, famous novel by uh, Harper Lee. Um, and reading that book and then later seeing the movie did really profoundly affect me and sort of reinforce that I really wanted to be a lawyer. But again, in To Kill a Mockingbird, it portrayed a criminal lawyer and it was a... Uh, a lawyer in the deep south of the United States uh, defending um, an African-American who was wrongfully accused of rape and uh, the trials and tribulations of that case in front of a white jury and in the uh, uh, 1960s was something that moved me as the law being a, a very 
noble uh, profession uh, and uh, that reinforced that that is what I wanted to do. Now, I never was quite sure about what area of law I wanted to go into and that really changed a number of times uh, as I was going through university and uh, law school. At, at a certain point, uh, I thought I might want to, uh, I was really interested in uh, labor law and I was inspired by one of my university professors who taught me an industrial relations course. And I thought, oh, I think I want to be a labor lawyer. Um, later in law school, I had a very um, uh, good professor teaching me anti-combines law and it kind of inspired me. Maybe I want to do, you know, uh, competition law as a profession. Um, I articled at, you know, one of the largest uh, firms in the country, and uh, and I thought I might want to do commercial litigation at that point. And then I went from a very, very large firm to a, a sole practitioner after that, when I first started practicing law. And the sole practitioner did, did a mixture of civil law and criminal law. And initially, I did a fair bit of criminal law um, and some civil litigation of all different types. And then in 1986, I joined uh, the firm that I currently had. When I joined in 1986, um, it was strictly a defense insurance uh, firm. We didn't do plaintiff's work. We defended insurance companies, uh, mostly in personal injury litigation. And then in, in around 1990, I started developing a, a plaintiff's practice and built it into what is now part of uh, our firm. So we do uh, plaintiff's personal injury work, and we also do continue to do uh, uh, defense insurance work. And that really is uh, quite unique in in, uh, in Canada. There's not many firms that do both areas of law. So that creates, you know, areas of, uh, of, uh, of conflict and that requires, you know, special management. Um, I think it's a very positive thing because I think we can go to clients and say that we understand both sides of a lawsuit and we really do because uh, we have top defense lawyers in the country in our firm and top plaintiff's lawyers and we obviously communicate and talk all the time and we really understand what's happening on the other side of, uh, of cases. So. Um, once I developed the, the, the plaintiff's uh, personal injury uh, practice, I, I have engaged in a wide variety of cases. So I do medical malpractice cases. I do a lot of those cases. Um, I do um, a, a lot of bad faith litigation. Um, I do class action litigation. I do some commercial litigation. So I have a very wide and varied uh, uh, portfolio, and I encourage others in the firm to have a, a, a wide, diverse uh, uh, practice. So um, since since about uh, 2000, I've also managed the firm, so that's brought a, a whole further um, level of responsibility to uh, what I do. I really see that there are three main functions. Um, one is to ensure that um, 
we're mentoring the younger lawyers and staff to bring them along and develop them as uh, as fine uh, uh, lawyers to be the very best lawyer that they can be. So that's a, a very important uh, part of my function. Um, the second is to ensure that you know we have a proper uh, uh, we, we have enough files to keep everyone uh, busy. So business promotion is, is a big uh, um, aspect of, uh, and, and the other is just to manage uh, overall, you know, both the defense side of the practice and the plaintiff side of the practice and make sure that there are no conflicts uh, uh, going forward and making sure that, you know, we have a, a work environment that, uh, um, is uh, uh, conducive to providing excellent levels of service uh, to our clients. Well, it sounds like a very successful career so far, and now you're just going to take on the biggest job of your life. So <laughs> let's find out a little bit more about what makes you tick. I'm really interested in that. How do you spend your time when you're not busy doing those thousand things you just told us that you do in your law practice? So I, I, I do spend a lot of time on um, on my work as a lawyer, um, and uh, um, you know it's it's more than a a, a forty hour uh, work week as as you can appreciate. There's there's evening work and there's weekend work and and sometimes unfortunately even uh, work on holidays uh, that is required. Um, but I don't work all the time, so I do. Uh, I, I, I have a very uh, uh, active life. Uh, otherwise, so I've been happily married for thirty years now. I have uh, two wonderful daughters, uh, who are twenty six and uh, uh, twenty three, and they're just finishing their educations. Um, and uh, we do. We have done a lot of traveling with our girls. Like we've traveled the world. With our girls, and uh, so I enjoy our entire family enjoys uh, traveling. We take probably three or four big vacations every year. We do it as a family, and uh, it's a great bonding experience. And uh, we've learned a lot as a result of our travels. Um, I'm a golfer. I love uh, uh, golfing whenever I can. I love to read. So as you can see, um, I have a very full life, um, uh, both professionally and personally, and uh, I, I really do uh, I love my life, and uh, I'm so happy to be able to do all the things that uh, I have done in the past and hope to do in the future. Congratulations. It sounds successful on many levels. Are you ever going to retire you know, I, I, I don't think about that, and uh, I, I, I certainly have no current plans to retire. Um, I, I really love what I'm doing, and I can't imagine not doing what I'm doing. So I, 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 I wake up each morning. I look forward to getting uh, to the challenge of my work. And it is very challenging work. I mean, it's stressful, but it's challenging. And you also learn so much. I mean, you learn from each individual client that you deal with. And as a result of working on their cases, you learn a whole new area of, 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 
uh, I mean, every case has its unique uh, perspective and you, you learn so much. So I've really never been bored a day of my professional life. I'm learning something new each and every day. So I really don't want it to end. And I think being able to act for individual plaintiffs can be very gratifying when you get a good result. And when you can go to a family and say, you know, we've been in this fight for five years, six years, eight years, but I've got a result. And uh, they're so happy and grateful for what you've been able to provide uh, for them. You've championed their cause. And uh, it makes them feel so good. And it really makes me feel so good. And it's something that you need to experience over and over again. So that really is what keeps me going. Uh, I want to continue to provide good service, a good level of service uh, to my clients. And I want to do this uh, for as long as I possibly can. Well, that sounds great. And I didn't ask if you're going to retire because I think you should, because I'm in the same camp as you, like so far at this point, never, never retire, because what am I going to do with all this knowledge in my head? Um, but, and I've talked to so many lawyers who said exactly what you just said, I'm going to do this as long, as long as I possibly can. So my next question was what gets you up in the morning? And I think you answered that perfectly just a second ago when you said you you're grateful, <clears throat> excited every day to get up and go to work and see what happens. What keeps you up at night? Well, I think, uh, yeah, you, you do worry about your clients and you worry about how your clients are doing. You worry about your ability to deliver what it is that they should, you know, receive. I mean, it's largely dependent on our efforts that um, a lot of these uh, severely disabled uh, individuals, they're relying on us to, to get a good result in their lawsuits so that they can lead a, a dignified life. I mean, that's what it comes down to, um, you know, profoundly disabled people. Um, they do require a, a level of care, which is expensive. And if we don't, uh, deliver in the lawsuit, they really have nowhere else to turn. So there is a level of stress that comes with that. But having said that, I actually do sleep very well at night. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I don't suffer from uh, insomnia and uh, I, get, I'm, I get a good night's sleep uh, almost every night. Um, and I really need it to energize me for the next day so that I can get to work for my clients. So, I think you're probably on track for a long, long life because I think a good night's sleep and a sense of purpose are two things that can keep you going for a long, long time and get you up every single day with a sense of excitement. So share with us what's something that people consistently get wrong about you. Well, I think uh, one of the things um, might have might be that I've I've been underestimated uh, many times uh, in my career. Now, I, I started out um, as a young lawyer, getting thrown in against some pretty seasoned, experienced lawyers on big cases, 
and thrown in myself. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I look back on my career and I was never once second chair uh, at a trial. I was always first chair, even as a first year lawyer. Um, so, um, so you're coming up against lawyers who, many lawyers who probably didn't even know who I was and, you know, facing me in court and, and probably was underestimated, uh, on, uh, on a number of occasions, uh, during my career. Um, and that might have actually been advantageous uh, to me because if you underestimate the other side, you may not do everything that you need to do for your client in that case. And, and maybe my client was the beneficiary of that in many cases. Um, I think as my career progressed, I mean, people certainly did get to know who I was, but because I was always changing the focus of the area that I was practicing in, you know, I often changed. And, and so the very first time I, I tried a medical malpractice uh, trial, I'm sure there were lawyers on the other side that might have thought, well, we know he's a pretty good lawyer on personal injury cases, but he's never really done a medical malpractice trial. And we're not quite sure if he's really going to go through with it. Um, and I think maybe what people underestimated uh, is my strong will and desire to succeed <clears throat> and my strong uh, work ethic because uh, even though um, my opponents are at times more experienced than I am, but uh, I don't think they're able to outwork me. Um, and uh, I think that's given me some edge. So I would say um my my opponents uh, sometimes uh, uh, underestimate me, and and that's uh, that's that's given me a a, a slight edge uh, in those cases. I would say. Well, there you have it. I love what you said because I was just thinking in my head, what were the qualities within you as as a person that allowed you to take to take on those big things as first lawyer from the very beginning. I mean, that takes a certain kind of person. There's a grit and tenacity and courage that goes with that. But I love how you just said it's your strong will and your hard work ethic and preparation. So thanks for that. That's a great piece of advice for everybody. So one last question, and I think we'll call this done. I mean, I could talk to you for a long time about a lot of things, but knowing what you now know, what advice would you offer your younger self? Well, I, I um, that's a that's a really good question, um, and uh, so I think the advice, and you know, when I'm talking about my younger self, I'm, I think I'm also sending out uh, a message to other new lawyers, you know, younger lawyers just starting out. Um, so I think the message is that you 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 have to work very hard. It, it is a a, a difficult profession and there's a huge learning curve so for the first five or ten years at least uh, you, you have to put in a, an extra effort and you have to work hard to to rise to the top of the profession or, or rise to a level of competence so that you can do good work for your clients um, and uh, 
But I think you always have to maintain a, a sense of balance as well. And, uh, you know, I think there were times during my career I probably did work too hard. Um, and I, th I think in that first maybe 10 or 15 years, um, I seemed to have worked all the time and I really didn't take holidays and uh, I worked uh, weekends and evenings and you know you lose something as a result of doing that I'm um, being too focused um, and you, you you have to have a, a, a level of balance in your life and I, I've, I, I think I do have that now um, but looking back on it I, I probably should have been uh, uh, more focused on having a, an adequate uh, balance in my life and in my earlier years. Um, and, uh, but I think if you, uh, if, if you, uh, if you go forward and you view this journey as more of a marathon as opposed to a sprint, you can have, you know, a, a satisfying long career because I, I know many lawyers that are in this profession for 40 years, 45 years. I've got one of my partners. Uh, he's going to be enjoying his 50th anniversary as a lawyer, you know, coming up next year. So it is a, a long haul. And you have to maintain a, a, a balance in, in order to uh, enjoy the profession over that long period of time. I think that's great life advice for many people in many professions. So thank you. I think that will cross a lot of uh, cross a lot of lines for people. Just tell me, out of interest, sake, have you or will you encourage your daughters to go into law? Well, they're not in in uh, in law. I mean, they've uh, they've. Um, my eldest daughter completed uh, her master's degree and she's now uh, 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 working. And my youngest is uh, just over in England uh, completing her master's degree and she'll be uh, finished uh, in uh, August. So uh, neither of them will be lawyers, uh, and, uh, but uh, they've done a, a, a tremendous job to uh, um, do well in their chosen uh, profession, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, they're, they're going to have highly successful careers at what they truly are doing. Fantastic. <clears throat> you can't hope for more than that for your kids, can you? Just success and happiness and on their way, contributing to the world. Well, I think we'll end it with there, Gary. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much again. For those of you listening in, if you haven't heard it already, be sure to listen to Gary's podcast where he's talking about the COVID-19 class action against long-term care facilities. It's fascinating and it's insightful. And um, I promise you'll learn something from listening to that. So don't miss it. So thank you so much again, Gary. I'd love to have you back another time to talk about other subjects because it sounds like your expertise is broad. And uh, take good care. Take good care. Good luck with everything that we've talked about today. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be with you uh, today. And let's do it again. Yes.